0: Welcome to the 100 Club Podcast, a show designed to elevate the game of senior living sales and marketing leaders. I'm your co-host, Michael Moy, and with me is Corey Mitchell. We're talking to leaders from all different positions and titles, giving you and your team a competitive edge to reach 100% occupancy. You're listening to season one. Let's get into it. Hi, Welcome to the 100 Club Podcast. I'm your host for today's episode of the 100 Club Podcast. And with me is a very, very special guest. It is Julie Podowitz. And um, as I was preparing for this interview, I I usually like to kind of write out my intro for each guest. um, And as I was doing it, I found myself typing out a paragraph of things that she was able to accomplish and so um I have the distinct honor of just uh welcoming you on as a guest but also as a friend I know that we were introduced to each other um I think yeah. about at uh, this time close to a year ago but it's not since really 4 months ago since we've you've been putting up more with me lately isn't that <laughs> like right does it-
1: this has it been four months <laughs> only four months michael
0: i know i know and she it's, still yeah. has the willingness to to jump on the podcast like why why
1: <laughs> no it's my pleasure it's always uh, great talking with you michael and uh you're a bright light here in senior living so we appreciate you joining joining the big team the big team the big uh industry that we all love so much
0: heck yeah well i appreciate it and um you know, just to kind of go back to just to to give our audience, if you have never heard of Julie, um, Why Are You Living Under a Rock? But then uh, just from her background perspective, you know, she's an author. So she um, wrote a book called Solving the Occupancy Puddle Puzzle Puddle, Puzzle. Uh, so if you haven't read that, it's an incredible book. There's a lot of great, I mean, I'm sure a lot of this conversation we're going to be talking about. Uh, some of which is in her book, so if you have not had a chance to read that, certainly do so. But uh, serves as chief officer, uh, chief sales officer for Vitality Senior Living. Just recently started her own company, Grow Your Occupancy. Um, and really, the only bad thing about her is that she's a a Michigan fan. Hey, hey, hey! Hail to the victors!
1: Hey, I mean, look, I was, you know, I, th- I even wore. I got the blue. I don't have any <laughs> minutes on, but uh, still celebrating the victory. I know uh, if I don't watch the games, I know if we won or lost by my 91-year-old father's mood, right? So if he's in a good mood, I know Michigan won. If he's in a foul mood, all I need to do is call is call dad to find out.
0: I believe it. Does it get a little bit more tense as the season goes on when you guys play those vaunted Buckeyes?
1: He, oh yeah. You know, and my nephew, my beloved nephew went to Ohio state. So it took us some therapy, you know, some family therapy to, you know, keep those relations positive, but yes, yes. And sometimes he just shuts the TV off. I think that's (laughs) what keeps him going. He's 91 and he's just keeps on ticking. So, and he's in an assisted living community for six years and absolutely loves it. So
0: I love that. Well, that's yeah. that's awesome. Um, yeah, you're so he turns off the TV. I just throw things at it. That that's just my philosophy. I, I went to, as many people know, I'm a uh, Oregon Ducks fan, and so I made the joke about Michigan, but we got absolutely obliterated going against Georgia, and it was here in Atlanta. And I decided to make the terrible mistake of actually going to the game. Uh-huh. Oh, so
1: you, oh, because I was going to say your TV must be ruined. But if you were there in person, (laughs) you saved yourself a trip to the appliance store over Labor Day weekend. Sounds like.
0: Exactly. So my wife was mad that I bought a $200 ticket, but I was like, you know, I saved a $1,300 TV. So Uh,
1: (laughs) exactly. It's not what you spent, it's what you saved. I like that. I like that. Exactly.
0: Well, let's. Uh, let's jump into it i'm I'm really curious um on just your book. i've been I've had the pleasure of reading it, but I want to kind of go back in time here if we can jump in a portal and just learn the why behind the book. I know there's a lot of focus on um you have a really big heart for the regional sales directors out there, and I think that they um, probably one of the hardest positions that you can possibly do in senior living. so, um, maybe I just spoiled it just a little bit, but what was the why behind that book and share a little bit about it?
1: Yeah, that's exactly it, Michael. I've been wanting to write a book and I have two more books in the works. There it takes a long time, and uh, it's with every good intention. Uh it took me you know, two and a half years just to kind of think, okay, what in what direction do I really want to take this? Because there's many different topics and and uh uh, things that I'd like to, you know, share or things I've learned along the way in senior living. But the regional role is so pivotal, as you said. And from my experience, it is the role that we depend on most, uh, whether we call it a regional area sales specialist and where we inadvertently, uh, unintentionally provide the least guidance, you know, training, uh, mm-hmm. coaching, infrastructure. And what I find to be true and myself also, uh, I'm it, it, I'm standing right in the whirlwind too when you're on the provider side, it's, it's, it's a whirlwind. And what happens is we it, we just tend to be reactive because there's so much pressure that, you know, where are the sales, where are the sales, where are the occupancy, how many deposits? And, and um, it, it, sometimes it's just so challenging to stop and really understand why right? We're getting this result. Why? Mm. And instead of jumping to solve, like, well, we need more leads or we need to close or we need to turn this position on. We need to turn this person. They don't have enough sales in the first 90 days. There's a reason for everything. So that's why I called it solving the occupancy puzzle because you can work backward. And that's what I'm encouraging everybody to do is identify what, you know, three to seven, controllable reasons why something might be happening and then really focus on those either skills or actions that contribute to the success or lack thereof of of your result
0: yeah so that's a good transition because i think um maybe contextualizing even just so you, you started your own company grow your occupancy your logo is that whirlwind uh that you're talking about so Explain explain that whirlwind. You just talked about it a little bit, and I know we're going off script just a, a tad bit here, but I'm curious on those three to seven really big KPIs that you typically try to coach people on, on uh-huh. you know, what are the things that we need to be looking at as opposed to I'm traveling from one community to, to the next and I've got my hair on fire and I, it's just, it. sometimes it is that whirlwind. So what are the things that we can control?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Michael. And, and the, each outcome, like I said, has, you know, typically, right, has, you know, three to seven, and I, I use that number, just mm. that's about how many um, things I point out for uh, in the book for each kind of area. Um, and it's, the, it's really the discipline to stay on one or two of those things. For example, if, you know, you're working with a community, you're looking at, you know, not enough sales, not enough deposits, not enough move ins take break it down. First, look at tour to deposit or sale conversion. That's the first one to look at. What is what is it? Right? What is the, you know, of your total opportunities and whatever timeframe, how many sales, how many deposits, Mm -hmm. that's first step, it seems really logical. And everybody knows this. But in the whirlwind, are we really stopping to know what what it is and what the trend is. So uh, then they say, okay, then why? you know what are the actions you got to look at is it is the number, you know the number of tours adequate based on the conversion? Uh, if so, if great, okay, it's a skill issue. And for example, common things to, to really look deep into is the, the tour plan that customer experience, first experience from the concierge, the welcome, is this truly a guest experience? What is the infrastructure around customer focused Mm. in in the community as much as we possibly can in the whirlwind is what does it look like from a a planning? How well do we do discovery? What do we know about? What questions are we gonna ask during the visit? Uh, Where are you closing? where you know what in what area maybe it's well we don't have an area we sit down at the you know the concluding or during the visit we're just sort of standing around that might be one of the things to say okay let's stop now let's uh let's say uh, solve that problem or address this this one area here right just do that one thing and then go back and, and say in a week or a couple of weeks, how is that going? How, you know, what's improved, what's changed? And it is very difficult to, um, it, I mean, it's not difficult to do that. It's that, uh, well, ah, you know, like I yeah. said, my the in, uh, logo here's the world when there's two reasons for it, but it's recognition that in uh in this so much going on and so much pressure uh to to be able to stop for a second
0: mm-hmm.
1: and stay with this one or you know one area even for a short amount of time just to, to test its impact
0: yeah totally that's your first takeaway um from this this conversation is when we've got a million things on our plate, it can feel like it, it, insurmountable things that you have to accomplish whenever, especially from a regional perspective, you're traveling from one community to the commun- community, you're trying to put out fires. If you're a sales specialist, or really even if you're just on, in the ground running as a sales director, it can feel like there's 15 problems coming at you. Well, of that 15, I like to say like what's in my sphere of influence, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's not a whole lot. We can separate we can take a pause we can separate what are the things that i can control versus the ones that i can't and typically there's three to seven or I, I know that's an arbitrary number but there's there's an amount that i can control and it can be those little details such as you know after my tour i'm finding that i'm not actually sitting sitting down with my family and then recapping with them and then asking asking the question you know do you trust us what do you feel about the community those little things make a huge impact on what you're saying is uh, key identifiers or key KPIs such as the right. toward a deposit.
1: Right. I'll give another example, um, Michael, and I think my light just went out, so hopefully you can still see me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One of the uh, strongest sales directors or uh, who, a sales director I currently work with who has the best results and the greatest results cons- consistent consistently. And she came uh, into senior living new about three years ago, had never done senior living sales and never worked in senior living. Uh, Technology wasn't uh, in her uh, wheelhouse and she was really determined, you know, to, to learn. And um, so she, uh, she and I did a mock tour and she's Uh, she was working on some other pieces like the, you know, really good discovery and planning the visit. And we, it was during COVID and we were doing a uh, tour, virtual tour. I was the customer. I was Mm -hmm. the adult child and I used my own scenario, my brother in Toledo and everything. And she did a great job up to the very end. And she is very knowledgeable, but she told as the as the daughter in the scenario, I was really confused what she wanted me to do,
0: mm.
1: and I said, let, "Let's break up the the stop for a second. The role play. What is it you this daughter needs to do?" And she determined that you know I needed to speak with my brother in Toledo, and she found out that what I really wanted from that conversation, and so she committed to limiting her. Okay, your next step is and mm. just limiting it to the one thing that the person needs to do or consider. And she said that changed her life, it changed her conversions because she was the next step. Yeah. You know, and from a customer's perspective, it's my opinion anyway, and what I see to be true, we need to know just. What is the very next thing to do? Keep it simple because not only are we in the whirlwind, our customer is in a whirlwind, emotional whirlwind and a logistical whirlwind in, in trying to uh, navigate through this decision of what to do yeah. and what to think about in a very stressful time.
0: That's huge. Maureen Longoria at Live Now Relocation called me out because there's there's only a certain amount of people that I, anything that I say is not original uh, because everything that I have learned or say is typically from a podcast or from a book that I've read. And one guy that I've listened to is, or read and listened to is Donald Miller. Have you ever heard of him?
1: I feel like I have. What book?
0: he's so he's got a couple of books but it is his whole mantra is um, he he started a company called story brand and then there's another yes. podcast yep yes he's actually there in Nashville and uh, he his his one thing his one takeaway is if you confuse you lose and that's exactly what you're mm-hmm. talking about with his family I have to define the next step but I have to create that clear path for my customer because the customer think about it, you, as a sales director, have done millions of tours. I mean, you you know your process back and forth, but this is the first time likely that they've gone through looking for a community. Not only are they probably not wanting to be at that community and looking for their loved one, but they're not sure on what's the next steps and how do I proceed? And that's exactly what you're telling. It's like, hey, take a deep breath here. Let's define that next path. Let's get a solidified step. And that puts ease to your customer um, saying, you know, here's, here's what I feel like you're going to be doing. This is what we typically do. Just for example, you know, you're going to have that conversation with your brother. I'm happy to join that call if you want. Um, but even stepping, stepping further, I'm kind of curious on what are you coaching? Like for instance, cause I just talked about this as sometimes a roadblock. So say if they are talking to a brother that, might not be so pro assisted living community, and you've been able to gather that in discovery. What are you coaching up your sales team, or what do you what do you think is is kind of a best practice to overcome that objection of a person that's not a big fan or does not have a good conception uh, and has a misperception of senior living in general?
1: Mm-hmm. Great question. Uh, you first of all, you do what you just. Uh, confirmed is you find out what the influencers, let's say the brother in this case, feel about this. Okay. We're assuming that's been asked. So we don't want to assume that, right? So that's number one. Well, number one is don't assume, Mm -hmm. ask, 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 ask. And it's okay to just a little side coaching note if you don't know as you're thinking about a next call or you're thinking through you're doing a, a strategy session or a planning session or a case study. It's okay not to know right so you know what I don't think I really asked
0: mm-hmm. what.
1: The brother, what and what's the brother's name? Oh, I didn't ask. So mm. let's make let's make sure he's in person, and he's, it's Paul. And how does he feel about this? Now, if you now you know that, uh, if the next step you feel is uh, that you both agreed upon that was that Julie in this case should should discuss with Paul. Why? Right? Does Paul have a lot of influence? Do you make the decisions together? Confirm those pieces. And then ask, so Julie, what outcome would you like as, as a result of the conversation with your brother? Mm. Because again, don't assume that we're sending Julie on her way just cause she was a pleasant person and she seemed connected and nice uh, that she's gonna go and try to talk Paul into this, right? Yeah. She, she may just, if, or if he throws up one roadblock, She, okay. You know, so that's uh, it's that I like if you confuse, you lose. I love that. I wrote that down. (laughs) And it's if you assume, I know what we say when we assume, (laughs) but if we really don't assume, ask the questions, confirm, recap. So, as a result of talking to Paul, so it sounds like you really would like to see your dad here. Yeah. Of all the communities, so you, okay, because then you confirm. You know, we talk about next steps, but it's the customer's next steps. And if we're truly an advisor, you want to make sure that you're, okay, so Michael, so that I can give you the best advice, you're wanting to speak to your sister, you want her to say, yes, let's do this, right? Yes, I do. Okay, let's work together. And that's when I would say something like, um, how how do you feel it's going to go? You know or would you is it if it's going to be a difficult conversation would you like me to we could do two options do it yourself we could, or i could certainly be there to answer any questions instead of going there first find out where she is or he is is emotionally and and, and uh, logistically so that you really are an advisor
0: you're getting a champion at that point right 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 I- I think that that's one of the things that is is a missing link is that you you put the you put too much weight on the influencers whether it is the adult child and say you're putting that weight on them selling your community and selling the benefits of what it would be like for your mom to move into this community as opposed to well let's no let's let's talk about it if do you feel like, do you trust us? Is this a place where you want your mom to, to, to be and to thrive and to enjoy the, her life? If that's the case, then let's let's make a plan of action. But if it's not, I mean, that question alone, I'm sure exposes other objections because if they don't answer it in a positive manner, then you've got some some talking points and you still have some some, I guess, some extra questions that you need to ask along the way.
1: Exactly. That's exactly right. Do you have, you know, where, do you have a champion?
0: Yeah. Do you
1: have a champion here that's going to champion this? And if, if someone is Michael to your point, well, you know, it's, you know, how do you, how do you, what would you like as a result? Well, you know, it's a a kind of a wishy-washy answer. Mm -hmm. They're probably not where you would want them to be as far as no, this is really something I'm going to go to, to, to bat for, you know, or I'm, I'm really going to see if I can get my brother across the okay line or it could be, Oh, you know what? He goes along with everything that I say. He knows that I'm leading this. That's a different conversation. Say, Oh, okay. So it sounds like you would like, you just want him to say yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Great.
1: You know, that's a different. So as an advisor, it is confirm, confirm that, you know, that the advice you're giving is in alignment with the recipient of that advice.
0: Do you feel like that's a hard question to ask? I mean, it's it's almost like you're asking for the the mini close right there. Do you find it challenging, or do you find it sometimes, um, I guess, difficult for your sales team or for people that you're coaching to go ahead and ask that question? Because it's a it's a vulnerable question. It's a necessary question. But do you find it? some people stay away from it because of that fear of uncertainty on how they're going to feel about your community.
1: A hundred percent. That's a great question, Michael. I think that we avoid all of us, uh, avoid, uh, leaning into areas that where we feel uncomfortable or mm-hmm. we don't, we avoid questions we really don't want the answer to, you know, yeah. that, uh, if you, um, don't, if you're not open to a no, or you're not open to, uh, no, I don't like it. Don't ask. So what do you think of the color? I just painted my living room. If, if you're not open to someone saying, oof, I don't particularly care for, it's too dark and mm-hmm. you're insulted, right? So we're, uh, we, I believe shy away from, questions we don't want the answer to. So uh, do I feel it's a difficult question? No. But that's because I've practiced and I have asked it so many times. And you're you're asking questions as you're connecting with somebody. Mm-hmm. It's, and you've got to feel that it's it's the right time, right? And that you're connecting. And if you've if you're staying in that very topical, I'm going to tell you about my features and amenities. There, you may not get. Probably, definitely won't get to those places where you feel comfortable, and even your customer.
0: Yeah, the, the guards are still up at that point. It feel that probably feels more transactional.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. That's that's. And I'm. I'm. I don't know. I feel like we've got to make this a two part. I know that the goal was to to keep this around 25 minutes. I'm. I'm excited to to keep the conversation going, but. Um. I. I guess just as a um a last question to you and there was a number of one um that we i i know i'm like the worst podcaster ever could because we didn't we didn't say stay on script at all but this is <laughs> this is what it's all about talking i think it's
1: better i think it's better just to just to chat right
0: yeah exactly so um just from a light-hearted standpoint um has there been anything comical from your you know from your experience in senior living sales, I know that there's we're talking about a lot of the controllables, but there's so much. Think just think about a tour in general. How oh, much could gosh, actually yeah. be out of your control? <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. Well, you know that's the thing too about control and not control. If we if we um if we in our own sphere can control or maintain. What we think and feel, right? Or what maintain what we think, that's good because you do have control over that or how what we're going to do, uh, for the most part, right? Because we cannot control other people, right? And their behaviors or their actions or their responses, uh, so, um, it's it, gosh, as for as many tours or many uh visits and, and conversations and interactions with friends, family, residents, we're going to have as just as many stories right yeah. of you know we all have the ones where oh my gosh you know um like for ex- for example um i spent a lot of time during uh during the last few years uh on on property uh and you know either uh, doing you're doing community sales either you know shadowing or you know having people watch or filling in short term for people and I was at a, a community and, you know, you really just get attached to the residents. And I was there for probably two weeks. And so I, uh, unbeknownst to them and I'm sure uh, to their horror, I, I designated myself the dining room, you know, entertainer, right? So, you know, go in the dining room during lunch and and uh, dinner and just goof. I mean, we were just singing and doing, you know, uh, just, just sing alongs and silly stuff. So I said to the, I promised them the residents, I would do a cartwheel for them. If we got six move-ins that month, you know, just really getting them excited about welcoming new people. And I thought, well, you know what, they're not going to remember, you know, so I'm, I'm good to go. And I was doing a tour with a, you know, I was meeting with a gentleman, his name was Bob. And we stopped in to meet a few residents, and they said, "You owe us a cartwheel." You know, we got six move-ins. Right in this this gentleman, he's kind of a very contained guy. And I said, "Oh yeah, that's right." You know, and you know I'll do that. No, no, right now. You know, (laughs) (laughs) they made me do a cartwheel in uh i probably shouldn't say this a lot i don't know if that's a, a hippo viol- or it, it's some safety violation but <laughs> they may have had me do a cartwheel right right then and there i made sure we had a lot of room and <laughs> I, we i got the deposit i got the deposit and the gentleman I, that i was touring is still a resident of that community so you know just have fun and um you know just i i, I love you know i love what we what everybody else is that is listening to this is is doing right to make impact every day just have have fun and or laugh at situations that you know <clears throat> might be horrifying if we took it too seriously
0: yeah no i think that that's a great story and um i guess i'm not a true salesperson because i wasn't worried about you getting a deposit i was worried if you were going to stick the landing did you <laughs> did you stick the landing <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I was, I was, uh, well, I was very grateful to have on just some slacks. I was, is very casual, a small town, you know, in a casual environment. So I was very pleased. I had uh, just very slacks and a, you know, kind of a very stay on shirt. Yeah. And I hadn't done a cartwheel in quite a while, but I love that because they were, I thought they're never going to remember this. I can just keep putting this cartwheel off and they got me.
0: Well, you you heard it here first. Um, If you're doing cartwheels, you (laughs) automatically get deposits.
1: (laughs) Please, someone's going to pull a hammy or something and uh, come back at us.
0: That's fantastic. Well, Julie, I'm going to, uh, with that, I'm going to conclude, but I hope that we can have a a part two of the conversation because there's so much more to unpack. But Um, Julie, thank you for your time. And any, I guess just any last thoughts or pieces of encouragement? Um, You know, this is primarily sales and marketing directors out there. So anything, any last words?
1: Gosh, yes. And a, a quick plug too, for if you want either a boost or you're new to the business, or you want a great, great sales training, November 15th and 16th. Uh, in Brentwood, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville. It's only uh, a very, very doable rate for two full days of 495 And there's, you can go to the website and register. Um, you know, it's recognize and acknowledge your wins and think about the impact that you're making and that everything that you're doing and moving forward, even if you feel, even if you got hung up on today or you, something didn't uh, go the way you wanted it to it's you're moving forward and you're making mm-hmm. impact and just keep your, reminding yourself of that because uh, if, if you don't you'll get into that space where uh, you're not going to ever feel uh, like there's enough wins to keep going yeah. then there are there are tons of wins to keep going
0: yeah that's great celebrate the wins thank you julie i appreciate it and Thank you for listening to another great episode of the 100 Club Paul, uh, podcast. I can't talk today. So feel free to uh, to follow us on LinkedIn and then also um, follow Julie Potowitz on LinkedIn and then go visit her site at growyouroccupancy.com, correct?
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Michael. I, I really enjoyed starting my day having this chat with you.
0: This was great. So thank you guys and have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much.